hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin, the only podcast where if the United States during a war were to set up a no Munkin zone, I mean, excuse me, no Funkin zone, Jesus, in uh, the airspace, we would be fine because all we do is Munk. That's just, once again, season seven, scraping the bottom of the barrel. I'm your co-host, Jake, just to join as always by Andre Barrow. Andre, how are you? Uh, hey, I'm good, man. Uh, good to see you again. It's been a, a week, right? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a week. Uh, yeah, it's good, and, uh, you know, we're getting near the finish line, so let's get to it. Yes, we're talking about the episode, Mr. Monk Falls in Love, um, which is kind of a, not a misnomer of a title, but, like, this is not, this is the third time, I think, where you could say that Monk falls in love with a woman in an episode, so, like, it's kind of nondescriptive, so, like, uh, it's, it, this is, I'll say this, this is not what I would call this, I mean, actually, maybe I would, it's hard to say, but it it is it definitely is not uh, as descriptive as it could be. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's yeah, it, it's very confusing because this is uh, this situation has happened many times before, um, but um, this was kind of different because like you see, he's clearly struggling with it a little bit more than I think yes. I remember him struggling with it yeah. previously. Um, so yeah, but it's uh, a yeah. it's a very bittersweet kind of episode. Because the the other two times, Mister Monk and the other woman, it's that he's kind of just confused generally. Um, who was the other woman again? The other woman was remember the guy got murdered. Uh, the the woman where there was the house dispute with like the oh yeah yeah, garage. yeah 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 yeah, and that one he's it's kind of just confusing. Like he does, he's kind of just confused. How I feels. And then Mr. Wonk in the blackout, he's asked out on a date, and so, like, it's not the same thing. So this is definitely the one where he falls the most in love. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I think it handles it. I enjoy this way of handling it, because it's funny, whereas the other one's kind of just... Well, Mr. Wrong in the blackout, kind of, he's just, like, embarrassed about being asked out, whereas Mr. Wrong in the other woman, it's kind of painful. Like, it's, this is... I think it's before they learned how to... How to... How to they didn't learn how to make Monk himself be funny, which is, I think, I think that this episode does well. Um, yeah. Is that Monk? That because most of the jokes early on in the show are people reacting to Monk, whereas this Monk is an active participant in things being funny. Right, um, but it's just as uh, sad as Mister Monk and the other woman. Yeah. Actually, worse. Yeah. No, this is definitely worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because at least the other woman had another man that she was going back to. You know that she had a happy ending. No one had a happy ending in this. Yes. Sure. Um, we start off with a real with with a man who has no problem. Uh, with the ladies who, you know, you couldn't make, I couldn't even list all the times that he had a girlfriend because he's always with another one, you know what I mean? He's just, he's a playboy, Randall Disher. Yeah, and he's out for a nice uh, date on, um, on Vermont Avenue um, mm-hmm. in Los Feliz, California, so mm-hmm. yep. uh, definitely, definitely been on a few dates in that area, specifically the restaurant that they're coming out of, so yeah. that was very, you yeah. You've been to Palermo, Palermo, I think it's called? Yeah, 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 yeah. Multiple Is it good? Ones. It's okay. Okay. Um, I have a so, new spot. It's way better. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, cause you, you, you said you've been on multiple dates there, so you got I mean, you got to switch it up, you know? You can't be mm-hmm. the guy bringing in multiple women. I'm sorry, you're a married man. You're, you're betrothed. You're betrothed? What is that word? Yeah, anyway. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, he, he can't get a taxi, um, and uh, he, but he's bragging about how he notices everything because he notices after, like, a bunch of hints that it, the girl is with Amanda is cold, which... It's funny. It's funny that he is like says I'm still gonna noticing things. Where it's like, yeah, she was she was clearly cold like three seconds ago. Anyway, if this were a different show, maybe Entourage, we'd probably find a different reason why she was cold. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
Thank God this is not Entourage because I would not be doing this podcast. Um, right. Anyway, stay tuned for our next uh, our next recap show. Will be uh, uh-huh. Entourage. Yeah, sure. exactly. The only it, stay tuned to your new one. You did win solo because. Did, did, uh, okay, do you, do you watch Sean Oliver? Occasionally, not recently with any... Uh, I used to watch him more when he was first started. <clears throat> there was one where, like, I forgot they brought up, like, the fact of, of Entourage, like, the movie or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally, I guess the first scene... I've never seen the movie. I watched all the show because I was a young piece of shit back then. Yeah. Um, But in the movie, apparently, the first line is, like, Johnny Drama and all those guys on a speedboat, like, meeting up, like, a bigger yacht. And... I think Johnny Drama says something like, I might need to jerk off before I get on boat or something. And then John was like, this is like the cinematic masterpiece that you guys are all clamoring for all these years. Yeah, Entourage. <laughs> Definitely a different time. It's times like these that I'm glad for the age gap between us. Because I, by the time I was like of age to watch Entourage, it was already like the take on it was that it was bad. <laughs> so I did. Because right, right. if I was your age at the time, I would have watched it too. Like it's I'm not above it. It just I definitely what am I- glad that by the time it came around to me, it was like, oh yeah, Entourage, that show where, you know, anyway. So yeah. uh, they get into a taxi that's parked. And once again, Randy just knows he says he noticed everything. But they don't notice that the cab driver is, uh, <sighs> he's very dead. The only thing anyone's noticing in this scene is each other's tongues in the, in, the, in their mouths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, of course, it's not even Randy who notices that the cab driver said it's his beautiful date who has the pleasure of seeing a man with a hairpin stuck in his neck dead, um, you know, which is uh, less than ideal. Right. Just reminds you of Zodiac. Um, it does. Another cabbie getting killed. Yes, it does. Uh, but also you could say that also was the alternate name for the show. It just reminds you of Zodiac. Um, right. Also, also though, like I, I got, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I was a little bit upset that the, more of this didn't have to do with Randy's date in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we never. I don't think we ever get a date. I mean, a date. We never get an episode where Randy's date is an important character. Unfortunately, actually, I suppose Mr. Monkey's cabin fever is kind of important, but like not really. It's not really about her. Um, right. That's the one where his, his date is Moon Blood Good, which is once oh, okay, again right. the real, a name of a real person. I know we've discussed it before. That's the legal birth name of a human being. Moon I think she's Native. I think she's Native American. She is. So you probably want to walk that back. That's. F- I, but no, you think is Moon Bloodgood just sounds like the name of a vampire. Honestly, um, that's true. That's true. Also, Bloodgood, like that's just I, the Moon part. Fine, but Bloodgood just is like a scary name. That sounds like that sounds like Dracula's last name. Honestly, that's true. That's true. Um, that's true. Anyway, what we learned is that this cab driver's name, allegedly, obviously, we learned this isn't true, was Drazen Mirko, um, and the murder weapon was a hat pit. Did not know that was a thing. Um, that that it was that long, uh, to be quite honest. Uh, yeah. I thought it was more like a meat thermometer. It did look like a meat thermometer, kind of. That's call. what I thought. Um, yeah. Anyway, and it had a family crest on it, which is important. Um, and so they find a couple clues, one of which is a charm bracelet. And uh, they, they, they basically find out who this person is using the charm bracelet. First off, there's initials LZ. So it is ESPN writer LZ Granderson. Is yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I thought the same thing. Or like Lindsay Zolad. Lindsay Zolad's right, right? The TV writer? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not the TV writer. The, I think she writes about TV. Anyway, there's not that yeah, many yeah. people with the in- initials LZ. Lee Zeldin, the congressman from upstate New York. I mean, we could go uh, a couple rounds in this. But um, she also has uh, a ballet slipper. So she was a dancer. Um, as, as a wise man once said, you know she was a dancer. Um, I uh, yeah. Here's a picture of uh, Santa Claus or uh, St. Christopher. Is that it's what it was? Sa- it's, they thought it was a bearded man. They thought it might be Santa Claus, but then it was St. Christopher, who's this painted saint of travel. Um, 
And then a lion, which is of course for Leo, and then a ruby, which is the birthstone for July, which is very important because only nine days of a Leo fall in July. Um, yeah. The one random cop who's helping out, like the one of the two, there's two cops that are there that are not regular. San- Sanchez. Yeah, Sanchez is somehow he's really up on his uh, zodiac signs, which is good for him. I, I, that's something I just I don't remember. I only know when mine when the Tor- when Tauruses are, and that's about it. Um, By the way, okay, so like this has nothing to do with anything except for Sanchez. Nothing, just uh, nothing, anything we talk about in this podcast does. Right, but there's this, uh, there's this like soccer player that was pretty big. He used to play for Arsenal, Barcelona, and stuff. His name is Alexis Sanchez. Mm-hmm. And if you ever look up his name, his name is Alexis Alejandro Sanchez Sanchez. So he's literally Alex Alex Sanchez Sanchez. That's well, honestly, I'm looking at now. That is absolutely wonderful. Um, wow, that's just yeah. great. I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah, it's great. Anyway, uh, and so Randy's theory, though, is that it's actually because the lion is actually because of a zoo and that uh, it's a dancing zookeeper's daughter who's also into jewelry or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it is. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And I love he says, and, oh, I can't think of anyone. <laughs> yeah, and I like that Solomar says, if by some reason this ends up being a dancing whatever, like, I'll just retire. Mm-hmm. And so they end up going to a the embassy, well, like, the consulate, I think, because it wouldn't be an embassy, because it's not the capital. Um, the consulate for Zumania, which, uh, this is just, can I stop on the step on the soapbox? Unless it's the plot of the movie, like Black Panther, it should be illegal to make up a country for something. It just always fucking sucks. It just takes you out of it. Like, who cares? What, is the government of fucking Macedonia gonna sue you if you make this Macedonia? Like, what? come on. Why is, is make that up the a point country? of that? What? Is that no, the point? I'm not, no, it's, I, I, I don't, I, I think it's probably because they don't want to, like, I honestly don't really know because it's not anything that I don't think it would be a legal issue but it's kind of just like gee, it's it just it, it I don't know if, I don't know if it just me but it completely takes me out of every single scene where they when they say it it just sounds so silly to me it's like ah. do you happen do you happen to know what language they're speaking or yes I did look it up and this is another problem too that when uh, Layla is speaking she's mostly speaking in Polish but the mother character is speaking in Russian because they're different because they, they they're completely different uh, a- actors the, 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 the actress oh. who plays uh, Layla is Polish where the actress who plays the mother I think is Russian so like okay. and that's also that, that thing too like you're just being lazy then at that point you know um, yeah 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 I don't know I just hate it uh, a lot and I understand there's sometimes you know, in the West Wing there's a bit where like a country has like a di- that they overthrow a dictator or something like that I get that they don't want to make them actually overthrow a dictator in real place but there's Freaking Montenegro would not have a, wouldn't I mean they might have a problem if you talked about war criminals but like those countries know that they had war crimes committed in them like who cares anyway anyway so like, Slobodan might know you bitch oh my god what am I yeah that yeah, great stuff uh, no uh, your your close personal friend Slobodan Milosevic um, you you and him would go way back yeah, uh, yeah. I'm saying it it's a lot less funny when we talk about real bad people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah there, there's a bunch of refugees there. Um, and we learned that this place has apparently been had fighting for 600 years. Uh, and the flag is clearly, like, they use, like, the crest and the Croatian flag, but change the colors, and then add some stripes in the background. Um, They're all and, over the place with this one. Yeah, it's, I guess that's what frustrates me about it. It's like, you just really, it just, I, I think, because they want to avoid naming a specific country, but to me, it just is disrespectful to that entire region. It's like, no, you can't just make people, you can't mix Polish speaking with Russian speaking and, like, a Croatian flag, and, like, that's just, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, they had plenty of choices, man. Like, ever since the whole Yugoslavian conflict, there's, like, what, eight countries that came out of that? Exactly. And most of them, you could say, like, 
I mean, I actually technically think Kosovo wasn't around yet at the time. I mean, it was around, but it wasn't an independent country at the time. But, like, no one would be like, there's no way that there would be a butcher of Bosnia. Like, no, of course. We were all alive in the 90s. Um, Anyway. So Monk sees Layla, and he is very clearly smitten. Now, Layla is played by Polish-born actress, uh, what is it, Joanna Pakula, who... I only recognize as Val Kilmer, as Doc Holliday's girlfriend in the, uh... No shit. In the film Tombstone, one of the greatest films of all time. Dude, I saw Tombstone way late in life, and it was amazing. So did like, I. There's no fucking chance I would have remembered her being in that. I, you know, this is just, this is why I'm here. This is what I do. Um, but yeah, shouts to her. And you know it's bad, because, like, that's the only, I went on her IMDb, and that's the only one of the movies she's in that I recognized. <laughs> I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, that's... Truly one of the most despicably bad impressions I've ever heard, and I do really bad impressions. I, I don't remember if he uh, spoke uh, with a southern accent. He does. He speaks with a very southern accent, but not that southern accent. I'm the Huckleberry. That's just my game. That's, mean, or, that's fucking Foghorn Leghorn. No, I'm doing Doc Holliday. No, know, me, when, me, me, oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or when Thomas Hayden Church is like, Doc, you're so drunk, you're probably seeing two of me. And then he pulls out another gun and he says, I got two guns, one for each of you. Just, <laughs> I mean... I, 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 I said, I said. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Randy describes Layla as like Mother Teresa, only hotter, which to which Natalie says that he's struck by lightning, which I think is funny. Yeah, but it's funny how the whole Mother Teresa thing has been uh, re-examined and uh, turns yeah, out she not wasn't great. so great. No. Um, I mean, I think a good rule of thumb is if any white person goes into a place with a bunch of poor brown people and then starts taking a lot of credit for being very good to them, you would probably be a little suspicious. Just generally speaking, I think that that's probably a good rule of thumb. Yeah, um, I agree. And so Monk immediately sees her and says that she didn't do it. Um, and uh, he's he's not thinking with his head. Okay, he's not thinking with the head on the top of his body, you know? He's thinking with another head. Yeah, for the first time in a few seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's clearly smitten with her, and uh, she starts, like, you know, chatting with him. She assumes that he's a fellow refugee, mm-hmm. and um, he's kind of, like, he can't speak. He's very um, tongue-tied. So he starts choking choking a little bit on his words, and she goes to get him some water, and, uh, and then Natalie comes over and basically busts his balls about having a crush on uh, mm-hmm. Layla. Exactly. And uh, they find a bill for... Um what is, what's the a ten dollar bill Zemania. Yeah, Zemania and they say it matches the thing that one of the bills was found in the a part of a piece of paper found in the backseat of the cab um but Monk is like you know she's not the guy and uh I love um that Monk says you know stop that about him liking her that's not that's crazy talk I don't like anybody <laughs> <laughs> true mm-hmm. and so they're back in the station and um, that's when we go over the charms yeah. Uh, no, we go over the terms before we even meet her. Remember? Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Then they but, basically the point is they're like, this is a slam dunk. Like all this, there's a million things. But he does bring up a good point. What was the motive? Right. Uh, you know, and they say that it was a robbery, but you know the cabbie still had his cash on him. Um, so clearly that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know they kind of just go by the process of elimination. The other LZ apparently has been dead for seven years, mm-hmm. so Monk is like flabbergasted because apparently uh, a woman who's been dead for seven years came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, hailed the cab, killed the cab driver, and then took off. Mm-hmm. Wow! Well, I do I do want to note before we get to the next bit that they Stamer says like basically in saying how much evidence they have, like we got a conviction last year from a beach ball. Of course, referencing Mr. Ronco's Dorado show, which I appreciate whenever they reference those <coughs> cases. But then they decide to take a vote. 
everyone votes that she did it except for Monk and Natalie Kerner. Yeah, and uh, they say you know you obviously have a crush from, on this woman, and I love the I love my wife, and everyone knows that. You can all go to you know where. Walks away, stops, hell, and then he walks away. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's basically like you know he's still a married man, so <clears throat> he's got all he's only got eyes for one woman in his life. Mm-hmm. And um, he's then looking through photos of Trudy, trying to remind himself that he loves her. Um, which of course he doesn't need to do because in all reality, I the thing that annoys me at this episode is that like unlike the other ones where they actually do explore like the fact that it's not unhealthy for him to move on, like the kind of the episode ends abruptly with like doesn't let him explore how it, that it's okay that he fell for this woman, you know, that Trudy wouldn't want him to not. Yeah, yeah, no man, it's uh, the ending really like fucked with me honestly. Yeah, he, it's yeah, Monk is he's down bad at the end, understandably. Um, yeah, and so. Natalie's on the phone. She gets off the phone. Apparently, she was just talking to Layla. Um, and, uh, you know, she's she about to come scared. over. Yeah, she's scared. Yeah, she sounded scared. scared reason, so. But she's about to come over in two minutes. Um, and Natalie's like, you're so you're excited. And he's like, who's excited? I'll put you, you're excited. Right, right, right. So she does finally show up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What does he do before he shows up? <laughs> Probably my favorite thing that he does in the whole episode. For sure some thought? reason. No, for some... Oh, Jesus. For some reason, <laughs> he opens up his silverware drawer and throws out all his silverware. Okay. The, okay, the weird thing is I didn't see that. I was probably writing something down, so I didn't mm-hmm. see him throwing out the silverware. Yeah, he takes his silverware tray, throws all his silverware out, and then just puts the tray down. Um, yeah, I, he's I, He's so nervous. And so yeah. um, the uh, the doorbell rings. She's there, you know. And you, you understand what he said. You know, the thing, I think that Monk has been good with the three times that he's a romantic interest. They've been good at casting age-appropriate women for Tony Shalhoub to fall in love with. Which, you know, uh, is, you know, that, that that's hard to do. Um, I can't wait for the season eight episode where Sasha Gray plays his love interest. Oh, my God. You're, you need help. Um, <laughs> that happened on Entourage. I'm sorry. I have Entourage oh on the brain now. Of course it happened on Entourage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, I want to be your superhero, baby. Anyway, um, so, yeah, she shows up. And I do love that Natalie's like, would you like to sit down? Because in Monk's so nervous, he's like, yes, thank you. (laughs) And he's like, no, not you. Yeah. Um, And so she apologizes because earlier she had uh, completely not recognized him as the famous Adrian Monk detective in her defense um, he wasn't speaking fl- clear english and also he does the, his everyday outfit does look like a thing that a man in a beaten debt in an eastern block country would wear you know what i mean he basically he you know what he basically looks like tom hanks in the terminal like he that's does. how he's dressed he does oh, watch, another four another, another another made-up country yeah oh my god krakovia i think it is yeah that movie is so fucking bad it's honestly incredible that two of the greats, greatest of all time, Stevie Spielberg and Tommy Hanks, made such a shitty movie. Wow. I've never seen it. Um, oh, but also, not... okay, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about the Avengers having like a fake country? I said, I, I said, if it's the point so, of the movie, then I don't mind. Oh, Sokovia, I hate Sokovia. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I do understand that they have to do it because they destroy an entire city, and that actually is something that they couldn't do. That that would be a problem if they destroyed, like you know. If they destroyed Belgrade, that would be an issue. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure nobody would care if like Philadelphia was destroyed. That is, but I, I think the I'm glad that it's not a real place for Sokovia because the the 
the characters treat like the death of like a hundred thousand people like it's not that big of a deal, and that's okay. That's a fictional country. I wouldn't want them to be like, yeah, we don't care about a hundred thousand Slovakians dying. But um, yeah, I, I like I said, if it's something that where it's the point of it, but if it's just like a country that's mentioned off screen that you never actually see, it's like why not just anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Especially thing with the Terminal 2, it was inspired by a real story. Just use the real, I forget what the real country was, but it was a real country that that happened with. So, like, why the fuck? Honestly, if that movie came out now, uh, Tom Hanks would not be doing so well. Uh, for, like, doing, like, a foreign accent. Yes, I, I mean, I, get, I actually disagree, because it's another white country, so it's not like he was doing a... Uh, okay, come on, man, like... No, 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 he would be doing badly because it's a bad, he does a bad accent, but I don't think he'd get cancelled over it. Um... I think, yeah, it's it's just, it's a mess. He'd probably get canceled for, like, the whole Diego Luna, uh, Zoe Daldana storyline, where, like, Diego Luna just never spoken to Zoe Daldana before, but Tom Hanks plays, like, Cyrano and Bergerac with them. Well, she, actually, I think it's the other way around. But anyway, this is a really shitty movie. Um, and so, uh, Layla's talking about how they think she's the suspect, because all the evidence, etc. Um, but Monk says, you know, we'll help you, we don't need money. And then she offers to talk about it over dinner. Um, so, you know, she's making a move. And they're going to meet at 8 o'clock, and she kisses him on the cheek, and Monk doesn't wipe off the kiss. Yeah. And uh, and then he smells the seat that she just sat off. Now, okay, you got to delete that. <laughs> no, what? I'm not going to delete it. That's not that bad. He doesn't do that. Okay, 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 fine. I, I mean, if you want me to delete it, I will, but I'm, I don't we're, we're, ne- we're never booking a guest ever again. <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. Um, and so... Uh, Natalie's like, you know, it's okay to like somebody, and then he says once again, I don't like anybody. Uh, it's like, you're flustered. I'm not flustered. And, and then she points out, you threw out all your silverware. <laughs> right, yeah. And so that, that happens. And then she also mentions that, like, it's it's not weird that... All right. He yeah, mentions he like yeah, he, he, he mentions that he's flustered because he's never been in front of a, an attractive woman before, or, like, since Trudy. Well, so which yeah. Natalie is mad yeah. at, understandably. Right. <clears throat> yeah, but it's, like, a playful mad, at least. Thank God. No, oh, yeah, she's not actually mad. Uh, she's like, yeah. oh, yeah. And then he, he's like, oh, you're not a girl. You're, you're Natalie. You're, you're Nat. And gives him a playful punch. And then she really punches him on the arm, which I think is funny. Yeah, you know, I, and I'll say this, um, you know, as, and it encompasses the whole show. I'm really glad that that's never a thing where, like, Monk has a thing with his assistants. Yes. Um, it is uh, one of the best things about the show because it just it doesn't uh, – and it's something that you don't even think about. Like, it, it's never even a right. thing to consider. And I think that that is good. I think too That's the funny thing because like I've seen so many shows where I like and you know watching this whole show not once did I think he was like involved with Sharona or like gonna be involved with Sharona. Same thing with Natalie. I was just like, okay, this is just like this is like the as sexless as a show gets. Yes, and I think that that really works for it because it allows because I think it's just a much more interesting dynamic. Not always a more interesting dynamic, but like it is kind of like a. It is it, an interesting dynamic because no, it this is. never happened. Exactly, exactly. It, it's it's like different. It, it differentiates it from so many other shows, especially in how there are so many shows where it's not even necessary. Like I remember I watched like the first like two and a half, three seasons of The Mentalist when it was on, and then I learned mm-hmm. that it ended with uh, the main character and like his boss character be getting together, and I'm like. That feels so... Like, I never once in the first three seasons of that show thought that that was a thing that was going to happen, and it just feels like... I feel like that's just an example of, like, that shows feel like they need that to happen. That in order for a show to end, they need the two main male and female characters to end up together. Well, you know it's Okay, you know it's a, actually a good example of a show that, like, still has that thing, mm-hmm. that trope, but doesn't, like, beat you over the head with it? It's actually, like, Law & Order. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, McCoy, yeah. like, 
always like he for the most part has a reputation for like being with like his uh, assistant DAs or like yeah assistant to the assistant DA right that's what it is because yeah. he's the assistant DA at first yeah 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 so he's like with Claire or like Jill Hennessy or whatever but like you don't find out you don't ever see them on dates like ever so like I really like that that's great yeah and, and I, I, I'm actually always here for a will they won't they I love shit like that I just sure, really like sure, it sure. when that's when I like it when like that's the thing like you know when you can there's, you can kind of tell that that's been like New be, Girl? Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't watched all of New Girl, but yes, that's kind of, like, that sort of thing. And it also where it doesn't feel like it's, um, I don't know, where they have chemistry. I think that's the big thing, too. That, like, when they do it when the characters don't have chemistry together, like, yes. you know, like, I, I was never a big Bones guy. But if you watch three seconds of Bones, you're like, oh, Emily Deschanel and David Borey and Boyanez have great chemistry. They have that. You know what I mean? Like, they, you, you would just be dumb if they didn't. But anyway. Um, yeah. So Monk is walking with Layla, and speaking of chemistry, they have very good chemistry, I think. Um, yeah. That because she's like, you know, if we all didn't have quirks, we'd all be the same, which is you know a fun thing. Um, and uh, her big quirk is that she can't go to sleep without the radio on, which is you know interesting. Which got me thinking. Um, what is your weirdest quirk? <sighs> My weirdest quirk. Um, I mean, it's definitely something OCD related. Probably that. I mean. Just there's probably something about like me not touching certain things when I have food in my hands is but like that's not that unusual, but it is something that I do very like um Do you have something that you okay, let's just let's 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 uh streamline this. Do you sure. have anything that you have to do before like you go to sleep? Before I go to sleep, no. I always have some type of white noise sound when I go to sleep, whether it be a fan. Oh or right, or yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not I feel like that's a lot of people. That's not that unusual. My um, thing is I'm always watching YouTube videos. Um yeah, I don't know. There's not anything that unusual. I mean, like I said, most of my stuff is just about my getting stuff in my hands is my big OCD quirk. So, like, I, if I have, like, candy, I always eat it out of the wrapper, and I never let my hands touch anything but the plastic. So, like, if I'm eating, like, a bag of Skittles, I just wow. open part of it, and I have to use just – I pour it out of the bag. Oh, but, how about like, potato chips? Potato chips, um, that's the type – I eat those with my hands, but it's I only use one hand. I never use both hands. And I oh, always well, have yeah. to – but I always have to immediately then, once I'm done with them, I have to get up and wash my hands. Like, if I'm watching a movie and I'm done eating the potato chips, I have to pause it, get up, and wash my hands before I continue. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's where the mic works. Yeah, I mean, you know, it things can be worse. Um, and so then they see a wall with a bunch of posts, and Monk is like, it's terrible, but she says, this is beautiful, this is America, you know, the thing that foreign characters do all the time in, um, in TV I shows. I find it incredibly hard to believe that nobody else has, like, just fucking town squares with, like, Yeah, like, yes, I think that you could make the argument that her home country of Zenuvia or whatever. Zemania. Zemania. Um, is... Have some respect. Ha- Sorry, yeah, Zemania doesn't have that, but, like... Most of Europe, that's probably, you know, they're just not, and I think, yeah, we shouldn't take freedom for granted, but it is one of those right where it's like, this is like, you know, mo- the most of the Western world. Anyway, um, and so she then sees a hobo get woken up by some pouring water on him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't think is, you can say hobo anymore. I'll say, I'll say hobo. I, it's not nice, but he, it's a homeless man, sorry. Um, uh, at least I didn't say bum. No, of a vagabond. <laughs> No. A, tra- a, a transient. A vagrant. Um, uh, yes, a homeless man is roused by someone dumping water on him, which is crazy behavior to do at like 7.30 at night. What the fuck? I mean, the people are there. Like, I t- okay, oh, it was it's, at it's least, horrible It was at least do. 8 o'clock. No, it wasn't because the reservation for it was for at 8. Oh, okay, fine. Um, right. And so... But yeah, no. So. But like, uh, one, it's a poor... You shouldn't do that, period, obviously. But I just don't understand. Like, yo, it's still like... People are outside. What are you doing? 
Yeah, I know. It's not good. And, uh, you know, Layla, uh, we've seen her, like, humanitarian side because, obviously, she helps out a lot of um, mm-hmm. the Zemanian refugees. So she comes to, uh, you know, talk 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 some shit to the... the I guess he's a barber, right? It's like yeah. a barbershop. Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically tells him, like, these people are still human beings. Like, you know, like, what the fuck is your problem? And basically this mm-hmm. guy is just like, yeah, if you don't, like, stop... If you don't chill the fuck out, like, I'm going to call the cops. And he specifically to says which, that they're basically yeah. not human beings. Um, right. And that man became uh, the mayor of Los Angeles. No. Um... And so, yeah. oh, well. I mean, political commentary. I'm just saying, you know, Eric Garcetti is a piece of shit when it comes to homeless people. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, and so, I mean, but what mayor isn't is a fortunate thing. God, this country. So, so are the, so are the, so are the like, so are like the, so are the local politicians like Mitchell yeah. Farrell. Yeah, they're all the worst. The way that this country treats its homeless residents is as abhorrent of anything we do, and that's really saying something. Um, but anyway. So, Monk then gets in, he's like, yeah, I'm a cop, okay, I'm a former cop, uh, but I, I, you want to know, you want to find out why I was discharged? We think it's very funny. Yeah, and that kind of shuts the guy up, and then, you know, Layla asks him on the side, like, why did you? And he's like, oh, it was a psychological discharge. Yeah, I, was nerv- I had a nervous breakdown. And then so we go to the restaurant, yeah. which is, I don't know if this is a real thing, it's like a hibachi restaurant, but it's Eastern European. I don't know if that's a thing, but, um, Sure. I guess I guess they do it, but with no teriyaki sauce and just sub like some uh, very hearty sausages. Now, what's your opinion on hibachi? Um, you know, honestly, okay, there's like a very famous chain. Um, Benihana's well, whatever. Guys, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is owned by Devin and Stephen a- uh, Steve Aoki's uh, father. Yeah, yeah, founded yeah. by him. Whatever. Correct. Um, I've been there a few times and it's all right. Like, it's I mean, fine. I yeah. I've been to Benihana only once, but I've been to a, I've probably been to like eight hibachi restaurants. My family really loves them. I'm a huge hibachi guy. Um, I like just, the food, but like I don't give a fuck about the show. The show is fun. I like the show, but but I think the food is. I think that just the I love the food because of cooking on a flat surface that's that hot. I think just gives foods really nice textures, which is a very weird thing to say. But I think you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like I feel like it just gives it a unique like crunchiness that you don't really get anything else because it's so hot. Um, Anyway, Maybe. I, I, it's been like I'm at a, least a fucking decade. I'm a big fan of hibachi. Um, and yeah, the onion, Vulcan. Gilbert Arenas? No, I'm actually not that big of a fan of Gilbert Arenas. I mean, I like <laughs> him as a player, but he's kind of a dick now, and I really don't like how the internet celebrates him as if he's not, like, isn't misogynist all the time. But anyway. Same, same thing. Um, so, Monk is excited, and you, I'm, I was kind of confused. Why is Monk so excited about this? He, does he not care that this guy's touching the food with his hands? And he that he's throwing a shrimp into his hat? But when, when the guy's done, what does Monk think? He thinks that this is some sort of off, way off Broadway, uh, like show or in some capacity. Like he didn't think that at all. Whatever this guy's uh, was gonna do was gonna end up in his mouth. Yes, and so he's like, "No, I'm not gonna eat." He refuses to eat it, um, and uh, he says he'll just watch um, Layla eat. And she's which honestly, which honestly, for like most people, this would have been like, "All right, uh, maybe this isn't such a good date." Yeah, I gotta check, get out please. Of here. Uh, yeah. I, I, however, though, she, he is working to get her off of a murder charge, so you know she has to be nice to him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, they're discussing the case, and she says, "I can't believe in America you get sent to prison for something you didn't do," which of course made me laugh. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. But he says, or oh, or you don't go to prison for something you did, a la O.J. Simpson. Yes, shouts to Oriental James. No, I'm kidding. Don't no. shout to him. Um, no shouts to him. Uh, and so uh, they say the charms point to her, and he says it's not her charm, which fair. And her alibi, she has the the least airtight alibi in the history of crime. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's bad. But also like. 
Dude, you cannot be discussing the case with the fucking suspect. Like, I don't I care. I think she like, can be. I mean, he, he, he can be. He's, he's only a consultant. I mean, he shouldn't be ethically, but it's not illegal for him to be discussing it. But it is, because um, he's a private consultant, so he's... Um, and he he's also a make, civilian. You could make the argument that she hired him, too. Um, I mean, he then wouldn't be able to work... But you, can't do, you can't do both sides, Exactly, though. yes. Yeah, he needs to admit, choose a side. Um, but anyway, uh, so... We learn that uh, she doesn't have a boyfriend, um, and we also learn that it seems that Layla thinks that Trudy's still alive because she refers to your wife in like the present tense, um, which mm-hmm. is interesting. And um, then a woman starts to sing in this restaurant because you know it uh, it wouldn't be a stereotypical Eastern European restaurant if they weren't playing Eastern European music. Um, uh, was this Polish also? Probably. I think so. Probably. I actually don't know. I didn't look it up. I only saw that the trivia section that parts were in Polish and parts were in Russian. Would you believe that there's not a vi- giant trivia section on the uh, sixth episode of season seven of Monk? Um, right. Okay. Also, like, side note, um, I can't help but think that for some reason calling a Polish person a Pole just seems like it seems like not right. Not yeah. yeah it seems yeah. offensive. It does. It's uh, a hard thing to do. Yeah. It's not great. I think it's because there's so many Polish jokes, people making fun of Polish people, um, you know. I've never, I don't think I've ever heard a Polish oh, joke in my life. I think that's like a New York thing. I think it's, I think it might just be, yes, it's a New York thing and also just inter-white people thing. Like, Polish people are the white people that are the butt of jokes that are supposed to be, this race is stupid, if that makes sense. You know, uh, like, okay. you know, like, uh, there was, uh, you know, two Polish people were going bear hunting and they saw the road sign that said bear left, so they went home. Like, that type of thing. Um, uh, <laughs> that's a good joke. I, I, I think like I'm slightly Polish, and that doesn't give me the right to say that. It, the fact that it's a silly joke is what gives me the right to say it. But yeah, Polish, that, that's, I think that that's part of it. Um, I definitely have heard many a Polish joke in my life. So, um, Layla mentions that she first heard the song on her 23rd birthday with her, uh, her dad played it for her uh, on her 23rd birthday. And then two weeks yes. later, her dad was dead, her two brothers were dead, and her fiancé was dead. All murdered by the Butcher of Zeminia. Yeah, Butcher's Mania is the responsible party, and apparently um, he disappeared shortly after mm. all this happened, or or maybe not shortly after that. It's not clear, but he dis- he disappeared after this happened. Yeah, and um, and <clears throat> sorry, she says his I mean, name, which is Corsten yes. Emmerich. I think. Yes, uh, yes, the director of famous movies such as Independence Day and Stargate, um, Day After Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Um, Came on him. And so uh, the owner, though, is like, who said that name in my restaurant? Like, it's Voldemort, you know. Um, and so he spits on the ground. And uh, then Monk is telling him to call 911 because of the spit. Um, yep. But then he sees a wanted poster for the butcher. And wouldn't you know it, it's none other than the cab driver who's known as Drazen Mirko. Turns out they're one and the same. Right. And uh, not only was it a wanted poster, but it was a dartboard. Yes. That's always something that, like, that's how you know you're a shitty guy um, when you got, when a ethnic restaurant is using your face as a dartboard. Um, yeah. Real tough, and a, tough, yeah. Very tough look. Yeah, tough look, yeah. You really, that's how you, and also, I mean, you're, when you're called the butcher of anything, like, that's really, you really gotta take a look in the mirror at that point. Um, now, of yeah, course, the, well, yeah. I, I'll give a counterexample. There used to be this famous Argentinian skater back in the day mm-hmm. whose name was Diego Buccieri, and they just called him the Butcher. And that's fair. I've never okay. heard. I've never heard anything bad about him. Okay, but, that's uh, fair. So unless if your name doesn't have a sound in it that sounds like Butcher, then it's bad to be called the Butcher. I think. Or if you're called the Butcher and then there's a geographical location yes, exactly. tied to it. Exactly. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so the problem now for Monk is that that means that they now have a motive because 
this man, the man who was murdered, murdered her family. Um, yes. So. Uh, and we cut straight. We cut straight to Monk fucking narking her out. <laughs> yeah. And so, there. This just is a bigger. Um, we just get a rehash of the first scene about them thinking it's her. Um, right. But now it's just Monk's is like he's he has has less ground to stand on. Yeah, no, he's he's uh, but you know he's still holding out hope that she's not she's not the guy, um, mm-hmm. because and like and he starts to point out in spite of the quote unquote Mount Kilimanjaro of evidence um, that apparently Emmerich had picked up his last person at the airport. Like, how? Why was she there? How would she have gotten there? I mean, does he assume she doesn't have a car? That's the part that I didn't understand why he even brought yeah. that up. Yeah. But um, why would the crime have happened where it happened? Because that's not Gal- where she on lived. Algonquin, yeah. And, yes. um, you know, they mentioned that it could have been at a red light, and his response is red, red light, schmed light, and she didn't have an alibi, alibi, schm alibi. And so he's really, he's down bad. And so he walks away, and he tells Natalie that he's got to go talk to her. And the problem is that he can't, because she's about to be indicted, and they're considering complaining uh, about him for obstructing justice, which he is doing. Because, uh, yeah, if he's still working in his capacity as a consultant for the police department, he can't be helping her. Yeah, um, and so, yeah, you said they had, they had the whole red light, schmed light thing, or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah, alibi, schmalibi. Uh, yeah, I need yeah, to see yep. the judge smudge. Yep. And so then we see Layla talking to a new a family that just moved to America. She's being good at what she does. She's helping refugees. She's uh, genuinely a really good person in comparison to everyone else in the show. Um, very few things yep. you can do that are more noble than helping refugees settle in America. Um, yeah. And then, of course, Monk appears. And he says he came to tell her that he can't see her. But of course he could have just called. So why did he come, you know? Right. Well, we know why he came. Because we needed a reason for him to be at her apartment right after this. Well, yes. And the reason he's in her apartment is because he uh, gets his pants splashed on by a car that goes through a puddle. And so he's then in a robe because he's getting his pants dried. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I was immediately like... I was immediately like, okay, she's a liar. Why the hell do you have a man's robe in your uh, apartment? Yeah. Apparently, it was her fiance's. Yes. But she Correct. says that he's been gone for 15 years, which does make any sense because she said she was 23 two weeks before he died. And I'm not, I, I know that actors don't always play the characters their ages, but I don't think that Layla's supposed to be 37. Like, I mean, uh, not 38. She's clearly supposed to be older than that, so I don't know why. That kind of. Well, we just... also don't know. We also don't know how long she took. Did she say she left the country right after this happened? No, but she said that, that he's been gone for 15 years, and but he died two weeks after her 23rd birthday, so... Oh, right, that's true. Yeah. Um, and also, like, why would you have brought that with you to America? Yeah. I mean, I guess. Anyway, her mother, though, is still back home. Apparently, she's very stubborn. Um, and she just moved into this apartment uh, a month ago, and uh, she has some nice flowers, like, uh, what is it, Germani- Germania's? Um, geraniums. Geraniums. I don't know flowers. Um, and uh, Your Majesties. Your Majesties, because her mother also told those, just told her to grow those. They're very nice, and they do look beautiful. They're good flowers. Yeah, and her mother is also the father of uh, Jermaine Jackson's children. That's interesting. Did you, wait, did you know that Jermaine Jackson's kid is named Your Majesty? Uh, no, I didn't. But that I I believe that. Um, yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it's nothing. Nothing's better than George Foreman's kids. They'll all be named George. Um, <laughs> that is fucking awesome. Or how uh, one of my favorites is that there was um, there have been two wide receivers in the NFL named Malcolm Floyd, and they're brothers. And because one of them was named Malcolm M A L C O L with the with the L, and the other yeah. ones with no. Yeah, did L. I tell you this already? 
I probably no, but I but I knew that. Yeah, and the reason is because the older one was asked when his parents, when his mom was pregnant with the younger one, what did he want to name the kid, and he said Malcolm. <laughs> anyway, that's fucking awesome. So Layla tells Monk that he needs to call his wife, and this is where he like says like she's always with me, and this is where it dawns on Layla that she's dead, um, and then he he she was killed in a car bomb, and um, then they put on a little Tchaikovsky. And uh, she talks about how she wants she used to dance before they burned down her conservatory. But now she's so old she can't do her old dance moves. But then, her and Monk do a little dance. Yeah, um, but they don't make a little love, um, unfortunately for no. them, I guess. But he's uh, but got to very, be. But, I mean, it's very still, sweet. Yeah, go. No, it's very sensual. Like it's, oh uh, my there's, god, there's stuff going on. Man. Yes, he uh, is. He's definitely. He's getting monkey. He's definitely getting monkey. Um, yeah, uh, it's uh, he's def- there's definitely some blood leaving his head, going to other places in his body. You know what I mean? Definitely. Right. Um, yeah, the case is pretty hard, but he's that's not the only thing that's hard in this apartment. Um, mm. And so he pulls away from her because he thinks he got something on the his wedding ring, which is of course just psychological. Um, and she's like, you know, I'm lonely too. She's really coming on to him, which I appreciate. It's nice to that, you know, that she's into him too. You know, because obviously he's a good-looking guy. I get it. Yeah, um, and yeah, yeah, he is. He's a good-looking guy. Um, she's lonely, but that gets him like freaking out because mm-hmm. when someone starts talking about how they're lonely, you know, that's only going down one path, mm-hmm. really. Exactly. And he tells her to stop being you, which is very, you know, that's a good romantic comedy line. Um, and so then he's like, I have to go. And he he can't move. He can't he can't move himself. You know. Um, and he he comments like, "Why can't I go?" And I think we know why. She's a very attractive woman. Mm-hmm. She's clearly into him. Um, mm-hmm. But his mind is in multiple places right now. Exactly. And before he can make any decision, knock 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 knock. It's Stalmeyer. He has a search warrant. And boy, is he shocked to see Monk. And he asks a question right. he never thought he would ask. Uh, well, first he says Mother of Mercy, which always gets a fucking laugh out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, he says, uh, I never thought I'd say this, but Monk, where are your pants? Mm-hmm. And he, I'm surprised Monk doesn't try to explain himself, because he does have a good explanation of where his pants are. And, um, anyway. Or maybe he just wanted, he, maybe he just wanted a cool story for the boys' locker room. Who knows? Hey, oh, exactly, yeah. Hey, hey, guys, you remember that Layla chick? Yeah, you know, remember that Layla broad a couple cases ago? Yeah, yeah, I took a, I took it, I took it to Bona City, um, <laughs> but that is no, I'm not going to be specific. But that is a friend of a friend did actually once refer to having sex with a girl as taking someone to Boner City with no sense of irony, and I think about it all the time. Um, I wasn't there for it, but I've heard about it, and it is uh, one of the most pathetic things I've ever heard. Um, but anyway, um, Boner City population monk. Um, and so they they find a hot, a hot. Oh, okay, sorry. One last thing. Let's just okay, say yeah. let's just say Monk actually like went through with it. There's mm-hmm. zero chance he lasts longer than like thirty seconds. Oh, absolutely not. No, no chance whatsoever. No, well, actually, no. He couldn't because he'd be in the bathroom like trying to get the condom out perfectly straight. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So they get the hat hat box and the family crest on it. When you know it, it matches. Um. And when asked to explain, uh, Layla admits that she did it. She said, "I killed the taxi man, just like they said." Um, and, and, as soon as, and as soon as and as soon as this happened, I'm like, "It wasn't her. Mm-hmm. I knew it, and I knew who exactly who it was." Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we then cut to the interrogation room, um, 
And you know she didn't do it because she keeps saying, like you said, I did this, this, and this. Yes. Like yes. You said. yes. Yeah. And then she says, you know, how many times did you stab him? It's like two or three. I don't know. It was, what's the word? A big blur? It's like, motherfucker, she was using way too big of a vocabulary to not remember. No, a big blur. Like, stop it. I hate when they do this. Like, people don't know. Not only that, not only only that, but no one says big blur. It's just a blur. Exactly. And also, blur is not a hard thing to remember. You know what I mean? Like, if no one one has ever said it, who made that song, Song 2 again? But I'm um, but, uh, oh, hey, ooh. anyway, um, and Monk is really confused. Why is she confessing? She didn't do it. And Sanchez and Gomez, was it? Um, yes. Are, you know, bragging on Monk. Ah, you know, no hard feelings. You know, sometimes things are exactly as they seem. And they asked him to drop down his, her personal effects downstairs. Um, which yeah. is, uh, why would you be giving, uh, Monk evidence to go log somewhere? This yeah, is uh, your uh, job, my friend. Because the plot needs them to do it. Um, yes. Well, it's, it's not their job to bring it. I assume it's the person who, like, does, like, uh, evidence and stuff to do it. But anyway. Fine. But either way, it's not Monk's job. Yeah. Yeah. And M- Monk says, you know, for the last, uh, 14 years I've been sleepwalking. I want to wake up, but it won't happen again. Which is incredibly sad. The first time Monk has put himself out there... And he feels like he was that is like a mistake, you know. It's it's uh, horrible. You feel bad for Monk. No, I mean of course. Um, and yeah, you feel bad for him, but like at the same time, um, I, I just like I I don't see how this could work. Um, in the I I just would wonder what a relationship would look like to him. Oh like, yeah, how yeah, would for that sure. happen? That would no, be very I, interesting I don't, to me. I don't, yeah, I don't think that it actually would work in any long-term sense. I just feel bad that he thinks that the lesson that he should take is that he shouldn't put himself out there. You know what I mean? That, like, that's always a sad thing. When you when you try to make a positive change in your life and you have a bad result and that teaches you that you shouldn't try to make the positive change in the first place. It's a bad thing. Um, right on. And in her personal effects, there's a letter from her mother. And um, this makes Monk realize, oh... It's uh, it's not Layla that they're looking for. It's her mother, whose name I think is Janka. Um, yeah. And so they go to the biggest Zemanian community, and they're looking for her. Yeah, they're looking for her in, in that neighborhood, and you know, there's like a little bit of a scene where they, um, you know, have a miscommunication in language with uh, a street vendor of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, moving right along, basically, Monk is like. He sees a, a, a tell on the street. It's uh, some geraniums that are planted outside of a window. And pan down to the street level on an older woman. And there's a picture of her also in yeah. that evidence. Yeah, they know how she looks. Um, yeah, they know what she looks like. So she's coming out of the building. And Natalie and Monk, you know, head over there and basically try to explain what's happening. But obviously the woman doesn't speak um, English. Mm-hmm. So it, it goes nowhere pretty fast, right? Yeah. And so then they realize clearly what happened was, and there's the here's what happened in uh, Russian, which is fine, but it's exactly exactly what they say happened with Layla, happened with her mother, that she got picked up at the airport, and then she realized that she got dropped off at the wrong apartment, because by the way, uh, her daughter just moved without telling her. Um, right. That she, the guy looked back, and it was the butcher, and so she killed him. Um, so, yeah. And Monk is basically like, do you want to see your daughter? Because they try to explain, you know, that Layla's taking the fall. Um, right. And then, you know, we cut to uh, Layla getting released, and she she's talks talking to her. Mom. She's reunited with her mom. Yeah, she's reunited, no, she's reunited with her mom. 
And then she, her mother gets taken away, and then she goes out and talks to Monk, Layla, and Monk expects her to be happy, and she's not happy at all. Yeah, you know, she, uh, I mean, the woman is old, um, whether she has two years or not left in her life, um, remains to be seen, but... Probably not in an American prison. Yeah, probably not, but, uh, you know, she's not a very appreciative, and, um, you know, she's upset, and she basically tells him to go back to his wife. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is strange, considering that she knows that his wife mm-hmm. is no longer with us. Yeah. So then Bonk is there, a down bad simp. Um, yep. Completely. He lost. He lost the woman. And uh, then the episode ends. What do you give it out of 10? I gave it an 8 out of 10. I gave it an A as well. I looked on IMDb. Apparently people don't like this episode that much. I don't know. I, I think that the, the crime is pretty simple, and like the explanation is kind of obvious. But I think that it definitely, out of all the episodes where they talk about Monk as a sexual or like romantic person, I think this handles it the best because it's it, it, it has humor about it, um, yeah, but it also takes it seriously. I wish it did more in exploring that, but um, and I I also feel like this is the woman he definitely had the most chemistry with, um, like. Especially when they're walking down that street, that scene, like, you actually kind of... It sounds as close to, like, romantic comedy banter as Monk is capable of, you know? When they're talking about their different quirks and stuff like that. Um, So, anyway. Yeah, I guess the shame shame for me was just, like, that it does seem like that they, for whatever reason, would make actually, like, a good couple. So Mm -hmm. it's very unfortunate that things happened the way they did, because I actually feel like she would be a good person for him. Yeah. Oh, and because clearly her whole thing is she's incredibly caring. She cares about other people. She's very sympathetic. That she's not judgmental at all. Um, That, yeah. Like, unlike the other times where it's kind of like this wooden voice. I mean, actually, misdrawing the other woman, the whole thing is that her husband had, like, a nervous breakdown similarly. So they do, that makes sense. Misdrawing the blackout, that just, that never would have worked out. Um, Yeah, I know. Yeah. She, that guy, that woman just must have had a thing for Lebanese, man. Like, there's there's no chemistry there, really. Um, But anyway. Uh... Yeah, you can follow the show at Strictly Munkin. Andre will be follow you. You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the Jay Christie. Please rate and subscribe. And um, if you want to hear more of Andre and I, because Andre's, you know, we're doing a thing. Remember, I, I hope you remembered this, that on Tuesday at, uh, what is it, 5.30 your time, I think, um, we're doing the Mission Impossible pod. Okay. Which means you got to watch yes. it tomorrow. Um, yes. Okay, uh, I'll watch it tomorrow. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're... Uh, for the Patreon, for the Marvel podcast I do, we're going to be doing the Mission Impossible movies, and we're doing the first one coming out on July 4th, and uh, Andre will be the guest. So uh, if you want to join up to listen to that, it'll be $3 to do uh, at the lowest level. So um, anyway, uh, but more important than that, please listen later this week as we talk about Mr. Monk and his 100th case. Mr. What is it, Mr. Monk's 100th case? I should have fucking like that. Mr. Monk's 100th case. Mr. Monk's 100th case, correct. Um, monkey, get let's! <laughs>